Good evening, church family. Welcome back to our study of Philippians. From the beginning of our study of this book, it has felt particularly appropriate to the season that we are in with so much uncertainty. Uh, Many of us uh, having to spend much of our time at home, away from our church families and friends and our extended families. Uh, Paul, of course, when he wrote this letter, was in prison, was unable to be with the church there at Philippi, a church that gave him great joy, a church that he loved. But he was separated from them for a time, uh, just as many of us have been separated from one another for a time. And uh, we're going to see again this evening just how appropriate and helpful this book is. So let's uh, look together to Philippians 2. Uh, We're going to be looking tonight at verses 19 to 24. These are the kind of verses that you might not would single out. Uh, for a Bible study, if you were just going to pick a passage uh, to uh, to study and learn from. But as we work through entire books of the Bible, one of the things we often find is that the passages we are inclined to skip over often really are truly rich and uh, sometimes practical and certainly helpful um, if we will give time and attention to them. And this is one of those passages. It's a It's a passage that has to do with travel plans. Uh, which, again, is not the kind of thing you would expect to learn a whole lot from. But, uh, as I hope you'll see over the next several minutes, um, there really is a rich passage. There really is much for us to learn from these verses. So let me read for us Philippians two nineteen to 24. Paul says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek the interests, excuse me, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel. I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me, and I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. So Paul, remember, of course, is in prison. And as he is uh, writing this letter to the church at Philippi, Timothy apparently is with him, or at least near him, and he's considering sending Timothy at some point to the church at Philippi. Um, But the first thing I want you to notice is this. Somebody has pointed out recently, and it's uh, helpful for us to think about, how many of the books of the Bible, and especially of the New Testament, were written by people who were not with the people they wanted to communicate to. Uh, Paul's letters, of course, are the the prime example for that. Anyone that he's writing a letter to, he's obviously not with. That's why he's having to write a letter. And so much of the writing that we have in the New Testament is born out of separation. It is born out of, at times, even a desire to be with or to hear news about people that you're separated from. Uh, So in the book of Acts, we see all the places that Paul, not all the places, but many of the places that Paul went. Acts is full of stories of Paul preaching the gospel in different locations, in different cities, and planting churches. Paul's letters are in a sense of rec- a record of the places where Paul was not. 
the people he could not be with at a particular time, even though there was a problem that needed to be addressed, even though there was a desire for him to be with those people. And so that's helpful to remember just to remind ourselves that as unique as this situation feels much of the time, uh, it is not truly unique. We're not the first Christians to be separated from people that we would like to gather with, that we would like to be with. Uh, Paul was separated from this church, and uh, he was in prison. He didn't have any choice about the matter. And as a result, he says in verse 19 that, he says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. So Paul is longing for a fresh report from the church at Philippi. Uh, He's received some news from them, uh, from a man named Epaphroditus, but um, evidently it's been some time since he arrived, and so Paul is eager to hear fresh news. He wants to know what's going on. Remember, of course, we all know this, but it bears repeating that Paul didn't have cell phones, email, internet, uh, television, news, any of those things. If news was going to travel, it had to travel from person to person. It had to be delivered at the speed of the fastest person or the fastest animal that a person could travel upon, like a horse or a camel or something like that. That's as fast as the news could go. So Paul is eager to hear more about uh, the church of Philippi and how they're doing. He loves them. He cares for them. And so he's uh, hoping to have a chance to send Timothy to Philippi so that Timothy can see how things are going there on the ground, how the people are doing, and then bring back a report to Paul. Now, why Timothy? Why send Timothy? Paul had multiple travel companions. We see this in the book of Acts. Different people travel with Paul at different times. Sometimes quite a few people seem to be traveling with Paul. We also see this, uh, again, in those parts of the letters that Paul wrote that we often skip or overlook where he mentions the people who are with him or the people he's sent here or there or, uh, or whatnot. Um, Timothy is one that comes up fairly often. In fact, Timothy gets his name in the byline, so to speak, of some of Paul's letters as he addresses himself to the church. Occasionally he'll say, Paul and Timothy. Timothy, of course, had two letters written to him by Paul that we call First and Second Timothy. Uh, he shows up in the book of Acts. We learn a little bit of his backstory there. And so Timothy is a fairly significant figure in the New Testament as far as that goes. Um, but there's not a whole lot that you might know about him. right? You might know his name. You might know that he's significant. Um, But how much do you really know about Timothy? Well, Paul gives us some insight here in these verses to what makes Timothy so significant. Uh, Look at what he says in verse 20. He says, For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. So Paul sees Timothy as unique. Uh, Paul, no doubt, had many co-workers and co-laborers who were faithful, godly men and women. But he singles Timothy out here, um, at least in regards to his concern for the church in Philippi, and says, I don't have anybody else like Timothy. I don't have anybody else who I could send you who I would be so confident that his concern on his visit to you would not be about himself and his own welfare, but would be about you and your welfare. 
Right? I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. No one like Timothy who really loves you and cares for you the way Timothy does. In other words, sending Timothy is the closest I could get to coming myself. That's how much I trust Timothy, and that's how much I know Timothy loves you and cares about you. So Timothy was unique among uh, Paul's uh, co-laborers at this point in his love and concern, uh, at least for the church in Philippi, maybe for the churches in general. And uh, then he explains further, verse 21, he says, for they, and he doesn't tell us who they are, maybe the rest of his co-workers, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. So the other people that Paul could send, he says, they're all mainly worried about themselves. They're not mainly concerned with what concerns Christ, with the things that Christ wants them to do, the way that Christ wants them to care for the church and and be concerned with the welfare of his people. Uh, they're mainly concerned for themselves. Now, being concerned with your own welfare, uh, that's not all bad, right? Back in chapter 2, verse 4, uh, Paul said, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So, you are going to be concerned for your own interests. That's necessary and in one sense inevitable. But don't only be concerned with your own interests. Also be concerned with the interests of others. And Paul says, Timothy is like that. Timothy is a model of Christ-like concern. Right after that verse, uh, verse 4, Paul lays out, paints a beautiful picture of the humility and love of Christ as he uh, left heaven, though he was in the form of God, eternally God, he left heaven, became a man, was born as a servant, lived an obedient life to his father, humbled himself even to the point of death on a cross before, uh, and then after that, God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name above every name, and so on. And Paul gives us that portrait of Christ to say, this is what you're aiming at. This is the model you are following. This is uh, what you are supposed to be seeking to imitate. Christ, who is your Savior, uh, who died for your sin, He's also your model for how you ought to live. The humility and love and self-sacrifice and concern for others that you ought to show as a follower of Christ. And Paul's saying here, that's the kind of person that Timothy is. He's not perfect. He's not Jesus. But he is like Jesus. And he has a Christ-like concern for you. And I can't say that about everybody. And so um, he's genuinely concerned uh, for the welfare of the church of Philippi. He is not seeking only his own interests, but also the interests of others. He's a, a model of Christ-like concern and Christ-like character. That's why Paul wants to send Timothy. And the church of Philippi evidently has witnessed this uh, Christ-like character in Timothy for themselves. Verse 22 says, But you know Timothy's proven worth, his character, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel. So Paul says, you know this. You have seen this in Timothy yourself. You know the kind of man that he is. You know the kind of character he has because you've witnessed it firsthand. He's proven it. He's demonstrated it. He's been tested and tried in your presence. And you have seen him exhibit this kind of Christ-like concern, Christ-like love, Christ-like character. And he says that Timothy has, has served with him like a son with a father. That probably 
means uh, the kind of thing we talk about when we say, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, uh, like father, like son, those kind of things that Timothy has modeled his own life, his own ministry on Paul's. And so to the extent that Paul is a Christ-like, godly pastor, apostle, shepherd, church planter, etc., Timothy is made in that same image. Timothy has followed Paul's directive that he gives in 1 Corinthians 11 1. Follow me as I follow Christ. So I'm following Jesus. If you want a practical example of what it looks like to follow Jesus, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And uh, Timothy has done that. He has followed Paul as Paul follows Christ. And as a result, Timothy is a faithful follower of Christ, and he looks like Christ, and he has demonstrated his Christ-like character in ministry as someone who has modeled their life after the Apostle Paul. So Timothy uh, gets high praise from Paul as one who is um, uniquely Christ-like in his concern for the church at Philippi and is a faithful a minister of the gospel in Paul's mold, uh, shaped according to the um, the model, the image of Christ. Uh, then Paul uh, finishes off this paragraph in verse 23 and 24 by uh, mentioning once again the uncertainty of his circumstances and uh, how that relates to his sending of Timothy. So he says, I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. Remember earlier in chapter 1, Paul said, what I really care about. I'm in prison, and some people are trying to afflict me by preaching the gospel while I can't be out there preaching the gospel on the streets or in from house to house and whatnot. But what I really care about is I just want to honor Christ in my life, whether I live or die. And he says, and I don't know which one it's going to be. Uh, and I don't even know which one I would choose if it was up to me, because to depart and be with Christ would be far better, but to stay here would mean fruitful labor, which would be good for you, if I you know, could labor to help you continue to grow in the faith, and so on. And so here again he says, uh, I'm hoping to send Timothy as soon as I know whether I'm going to be released from prison, or whether my time is short and I'm not going to make it. Uh, I'm going to leave and go be with Christ. He doesn't know yet how it's going to turn out, and he doesn't want to send Timothy until he can tell the church which one it's going to be. Uh, But then he he says, uh, after that in verse 24, he says, and I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. So he thinks, he has confidence in the Lord, he says, he thinks that he will be released. So what he's hoping is that he can send Timothy to Philippi And Timothy can get to the church at Philippi and say, Hey guys, how are you? Good news. Paul's going to be out of prison. He should be just a few days, weeks, months, whatever it is behind me. Um, He's coming here to see you as well. And so let's get ready for him to come. Let's make sure everything's in order uh, so that um, we'll be able to rejoice at his coming and and, uh, any problems that are going on, we can have those solved before he gets here so that we can just enjoy his visit, benefit from his presence, his teaching, etc. That's what Paul's hoping for. Now, if that's the case, if Paul's in prison and Timothy is close to Paul and Paul is hoping that he can send Timothy once he knows how things are going to go with him, uh, and he's saying that in this letter, then that means He's not sending this letter with Timothy. And obviously he can't bring it himself. And somebody's got to deliver it. So who's going to deliver the letter 
to the church of Philippi. Well, Lord willing, that's what we'll see next time as we look at the example of a man named Epaphroditus, a man who nearly lost his life for the work of Christ, we'll be told uh, in just a few verses, as we'll see, hopefully, next week. God bless.